Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www. Dot blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Well, 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 we are back. This is the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. We are back for the new year, 2023. It's the first week of February. It's Black History Month. We're so excited to be back. This is Lynn Pender. It's the first Friday of the month, so I am honored to have a co-host, Pastor Kevin Wayne Johnson. How are you, sir? I am doing well, Lynn. Uh, Hello to you and to our entire listening audience. And I know it's probably a little late to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's Look, it's late for our listening audience, but it's right on time for us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And what a new year it is. You know, I'm always thankful that we take that month off. So for those of you who are listening and you're wondering, why are they saying Happy New Year? We generally end our year in December, we take the entire month of January off, and we start fresh with the CAOT Blog Talk Radio schedule, interview schedule in February. So here we are in February, and this is our Happy New Year to you, and we're so excited. We have a lineup this year of more um, men and women who are just as on fire for God as in the past, using writing as a tool for Christian ministry, and we're just so excited. Even today, we have a um, dynamic man of God who is a long-term member of Christian Office on Tour and you know, um, we just love him. We love his spirit. We love his humor. And we'll be bringing him in in a few minutes, but we got to do just a little bit of housekeeping. The first thing, Pastor Kevin, I want to just say is it's 2023. It's an odd year. So we're going on tour, Pastor Kevin. We're hitting the road. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad about it. I, I look I look forward to that every other year being able to get together in person with each other first and yes. foremost, but having a chance yes. to meet the different readers around the country. Uh, I'm super yes. excited, so I can't wait. Yes, yes. And this year, it's still, we, we, we it's, it's a slim tour, but it's a power pack tour. So we have three virtual tour stops happening in May. That's going to be the Ladies of Christian Authors on Tour happening in May 2023. The Men of Christian Authors on Tour virtual event is happening in June of 2023. And then in August, we are um, again doing the um, 
National Book Lovers Day author marathon. <laughs> and that's always fun from 8.30 a.m. until 8.30 p.m. In 20-minute segments, you will be able to interact with a Christian author who might be reading um, an excerpt from uh, his or her book or doing a Bible study. Uh, that's that was really fun last year we, when we had the Bible studies led by the different Christian authors. So that's happening August of 2023. And then the only in-person event that we're ha- having is happening in December, on December 9th in Washington, D.C. Get ready, get ready. We are going to be at the Museum of the Bible. And if you've never taken that journey to the Museum of the Bible, come on, bring your family. It's going to be a day-long event opportunities to interact with Christian authors, but you'll also get a free pass to see the museum as well. And um, you've been, well, Pastor Kevin, you're a founding member, so I know you've been there. (laughs) I've been there quite a few times, and I was just glad when the the museum was under construction back in the 2015-2016 timeframe, I used to be Mm -hmm. in that area quite a bit doing different work for different government agencies, Mm -hmm. and I would actually see the construction. And when I found out that that was the location uh, and I got access to the right people, I wanted to get involved. So I began the financial contributions, and one thing led to the other, had a chance to go for the grand opening. And I've been there uh, quite a number of times, and uh, we actually went one time. I took my church members with me one time to be part of a concert, had a chance, the men yeah. had a chance to actually participate in a concert there in, in one of the wow. little arenas on the inside. So it's a phenomenal facility, and I'm really, really glad that we have an opportunity to be there. Yes, yes, I am too. And so we'll have more information. Um, some of the Christian authors are hosting bus trips. You know, if you are a, a, a Christian book lover and you want to host a bus trip to, to come on out to this event, you can get in contact with us. Visit our website, www.christianauthorsontour.com, and get ready for December 9th. We are so excited, <laughs> so excited. And so we're looking forward to seeing everybody live and in person, right, Pastor Kevin? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I I can't overemphasize how happy we are. <laughs> and look, and that brings us to the man of the of the of the hour, the man of the day, uh, Pastor Steve Music Man Turner. Pastor Kevin, what can we say about him? <laughs> well, I think I think the Music Man uh, definitely is a descriptor. I would also say yeah. uh, integrity and character. And uh, yes. and this is also a gentleman that has a little bit of humor, uh, but just the yes. down-to-earth, humble, good man of God that we really know we appreciate. He is a comedian. Yes. Uh, he's also an yes, author and a radio host, and then, of course, mm-hmm. a pastor and a musician. And yes. he recently lost his beautiful bride, First Lady yes. Leora Turner. Um, yes. and, but we want to stand with him and pray with him and for him as we continue to honor her memory and live for the Lord and fulfill God's life or uh, calling on his life. 
Now, Pastor Mm. Steve uses the creative arts as a powerful tool for outreach and evangelism. And like I mentioned earlier, he is the author um, of many books, but primarily the one that we want to mention for the purpose of this show is Storm Proof, a Christian collection of sermons to encourage others' suffering. Um, He's an actor, a scriptwriter with years of experience doing voiceovers and commercial jingles. And he's a longtime member of Christian Authors on Tour. Now, Lynn, did I leave anything out? No, sir. (laughs) No, sir. (laughs) All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in in, in the... chance you haven't actually met him before, uh, I want to introduce you to him. And for others who already know him, I will present you to him, Pastor Steve Turner. Pastor Steve, how you doing, sir? Uh, I'm blessed and highly favored, and I was very excited about myself because I was wondering, who's he reading or talking about? <laughs> See, there he goes. That, that's, that's the comedian in him. So he's using the humor. <laughs> Pastor Steve, um, share share with the audience, those that may not know you, just a little bit about yourself and how did you get started on this writing journey? Um, well, I was born in, uh, actually born in Jersey, as most folks don't know, but um, I lived here in Baltimore and my mother started me on the music journey at age four. Um, so far as the writing journey, um, when I lost my mother, I began to uh, grieve and someone's said to me, a prophetess, a friend of mine, Carolyn Johnson from Texas, said to me that I need to honor her memory and start writing about her. So I, but she said, don't tell anybody that you're writing because the devil will get in there and even do the closest people you know and and uh, discourage you. So I kept it a secret. And every time my wife would walk in, I would shut the computer off. <laughs> what are you doing, sweetheart? Oh, nothing, sweetheart. I'm just, uh, you know, looking at some things here. And uh, until I, I finished, and then I showed her that her picture, if you look on the book, the picture, picture is uh, actually, uh, and I'm talking about the other pulpit, I'm sorry. Her picture is actually on the other page, and people think it's my mother. No, it's my wife. They uh, just look tremendously alike. And so um, I, I have to be careful, though, when I wrote Stormproof, uh, because I operate kind of as a writing prophet. I actually write about things that are going to happen before they happen. And so I didn't know I would have to go through as much suffering as I have gone writing Stormproof for other people. Didn't know, you know, the prophet get caught up himself, being taken taken down and captured like some prophets have been. It wrote about your your captivity. Didn't know I had to go along with you. Mm. So, Pastor Steve, you know, publicly we just want to – Again, acknowledge our condolences to you and your family and the loss of First Lady. And just want to ask you to just talk a little bit about, you know, losing a spouse, losing anybody is tough. But just talk a little bit about this journey um, in terms of widowhood and in terms of your ministry and in terms of, you know, celebrating the life of First Lady Leora? Well, I would first say that um, I gave her the nickname Queen. Um, Actually, for the podcast, uh, we have Elevation Radio 1 
because when I started going blind, um, I asked her to help me read the scripture, and she would she would do that faithfully even when she uh, was on a 24-hour oxygen machine. She would call me <laughs> from the living room to remind me, sweetheart, you forgot to give me the scripture, <laughs> and uh, and actually uh, I said, oh okay, all right. So she was still faithful, faithful till the till the end. The um, I reviewed my ministry when I was putting together the obituary, and I discovered with a collage of pictures that she was in every single part of my ministry, whether it was the band, whether it was uh, the radio program, um, outreach, advocacy. She was right there, and uh, so that 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 hit me hard. And uh, trying to, because we were living here by ourselves, uh, we woke up to each other, and um, not hearing her voice, especially on Saturdays at 5.30, is devastating, because I'm expecting her to call me or say something to me about the, what, what are we doing today on the programs we are. And so uh, I usually preface my program by saying we give honor to God, thank you for taking the journey with us, and this is in loving memory of my my queen, First Lady Leora Turner. And um, it is very difficult trying to put together, have to put together in the state, uh, having to do legal legal paperwork when it comes to certain things, having to plan the whole funeral or the homegoing service, which is actually on YouTube for those who missed it. It's on uh, under First Lady Queen Turner at YouTube, and you can. We had a two and a half hour homegoing celebration, a praise-a-thon, because that's what she would have wanted. Amen. She was a musician, too, right? She played the drums? She was uh, She was a drummer, because whenever I hit the mm-hmm. Hammond B3 and she saw an empty drum set, she would say, sweetheart, can I play with you? And I said, you can do anything you want to do, as pretty as you are. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> and so when I played at Israel Baptist Church for the noonday service, she saw the drum set empty, and she asked me, and I said, yes. So they, they adopted her as their drummer. And um, mm. even at Southern, Southern Friendship Baptist, when I played down there for 25 years off and on, she uh, grabbed a hold of some sticks and, and sat on the drum set, and it just it just made the music much better, looking, you know, looking, expecting blessings mm-hmm. from God and looking at, looking at her as pretty as she was. Because um, some people ask me, how, how did you get her? Because she's so beautiful. I said, what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm an average man. You ain't got to. <laughs> <laughs> so she uh, also, she was a songwriter. I'm working on my second CD. And um, and uh, one one song she, she actually uh, wrote, uh, it's because she was a songwriter, she wrote... Uh, Lord, I need a breakthrough, and um, I liked it when I heard it. So I wrote the verses to it, and she liked it. So, you know, planned to do some things. Uh, when she first talked to me about, you know, changing something, I was having a a musician's block, trying to put words to a song, and she said, "Well, maybe I can help you." I said, "Well, come on now, what do you know about songwriting? This is this is big boy stuff." <laughs> and then she started throwing in some words, and I'm like, "Hold on a second, yeah, that fits, that works." And so she says, I've written songs before, too, uh, young man. <laughs> I said, okay. So <laughs> just because she's just pretty doesn't mean she don't have talent. 
That's good. That's good. Yeah. 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 Thank thank you, Pastor Steve. Share with us, sir, if you'd be so kind, uh, uh, about your your, your book, uh, Stormproof, a Christian collection of sermons to encourage others suffering. I believe that the listening audience can can use some revelation and some nuggets from what you've written there. Well, thank you, sir. It's uh, basically, uh, it was, these are sermons that I used when I was preaching and pastoring every week um, at the Forest Park Senior Center. The church is called Destiny Changes Deliverance Center. And so what's left now is just the podcast. But um, basically, uh, I remember here, Chapter Six: Stumbling blocks is your is your unforgiveness causing unbelief. <laughs> and so, my journey is a little different as I wrote this because I've been a police officer, so we're not used to uh, being soft and kind and sweet to folks, and so we hold long grudges. <clears throat> and so, uh, I sometimes can actually uh, cause you problems. When you have unbelief and uh, unforgiveness, it all mixes together because they joined forces together against you, against your spirit. And you have to be able to uh, constantly do a checkup on yourself to make sure you're not carrying any dead weight. And um, then you'd miss heaven, and that's not a good thing. But all the titles and fancy uh, gifts, that wouldn't be a blessing um, if you couldn't actually uh, eat and partake of the fruit that you've been giving out as a pastor, that's terrible. And so uh, that's what that one is particularly about. And like I said, I just didn't know that um, in trying to help others with their sermons, to encourage them uh, through suffering, that I would have to suffer myself. But uh, if you can't suffer with them, you won't reign with them. And that's important to know, remember. Wow, wow. Words of wisdom, words of wisdom, yes. Indeed, indeed. And that's your that's your second book, Pastor Steve? Well, I was told by a publisher, uh, some some old man named uh, Leroy McKenzie Jr., <laughs> <laughs> an old professor, <laughs> that if you... <laughs> doctor, Dr. Leroy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doctor. If you republish your, your, uh, your first, you know, a book, then it's actually writing it all over again. So that's uh, oh. uh, now uh, that's what he told me. So I've got uh, three books now. So and, all right, uh, I, I, all right. If I can sit down and, I, and stop moving, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You said if you could sit down and stop moving, what? If I can sit sit down long enough, to stop moving. I'm, I have two, maybe two more books. I, I've got the title. And don't you take it. Um, Bishop Johnson, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> stop me before you get started. He said, "Well, that's kind of catchy." <laughs> it's called the Urban Prophet: Life After Death, and uh, in it, I'm talking about my uh, uh, talking about my multiple near-death experiences because I'm not supposed to be here by man uh, when I was in the hospital. In 2020, with, with COVID-19, with it didn't have a name, mm. they called it double pneumonia and the flu. And um, mm-hmm. they I was in there for 10 days on ICU, on a respirator. And uh, they said that my wife heard them say, that guy in that room right there, he ain't going to make it. 
And that's when she came in, and, and the next morning got up early and started praying real loud. And other people were praying. And, and she didn't tell me that until April. She didn't want to mm. get me upset. And so um, my walking miracle, and I have uh, maybe it's a breaking breaking news here. I have been actually on dialysis since 2020 because the doctor told, uh, looked down at me and said, uh, "We've tried everything we can try, but it ain't working." And so we've got to do mm. something radically different. I said, what are you talking about? He said, we have to give you start dialysis. I said, dialysis? I said, I've lost some music friends to that. That's the kiss of death. I ain't doing that. He said, if you want to get up out of here, <laughs> you have to do dialysis. And I looked at him and I said, I said, it's like that? He said, it's like that. I said, sir, is it like that? He said, it's like that. I said, are you telling me it's mm. like that? He said, it's like that, yo. <laughs> so I said, how soon do you want to do this? He said, immediately. Mm-hmm. And so I just I just cowered down in my in my bed and I said, yes, sir. <laughs> you got to learn to be humble when you when you're overwhelmed and you can't do anything mm-hmm. else. And I believe uh, when I was in the hospital in February of last year, around this time, uh, for for 17 days. I thought that I was not going to survive because they wanted to put a catheter in my neck. And I said, no, put it in my chest where you got out from. Mm. I said, no, we need to put it in your neck. I ain't doing that. So we had a stalemate. So let me sit there eight or nine days without dialysis. And I said, these people are trying to kill me. But I said, maybe it's all right because I'm tired and I'm gone through too much. And and uh, maybe I'll just let them just go ahead and uh, they'll just die here. And uh the phone rang and somebody called me and said, uh, as if they were listening to the conversation, hey, stupid, you're not dying. <laughs> You've got too much work to do. God is not through with you. And so, uh, and he also, God also knew that my wife would die and transition and go on to heaven. And that she could not uh, be in the house by herself without me. But I was strong enough to, to continue on, uh, even though I, don't have her, which uh, I will mm. tell you, I am wounded. Yes. Mm. Bless God. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. My heart is broken. Mm. But yes. I saw her transition, and I saw her smile at me and woke up out of a coma. Mm. I see you and grab my hand. I saw a light come through her forehead, which I've never seen before. And uh, mm. she like she was trying to tell me something. And I believe she was trying to say, thank you for being my husband. And thank you for being my pastor. And thank you for giving me communion on Sunday. Didn't know I'd be in a cult on Monday. And so she was mm. my last member. And I think I've done it all right now. Amen. 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 We have, yep. amen. Pastor, we have a caller on the line. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Caller 667, did you have a question for Pastor Steve? Okay, sometimes we get callers and they just want to listen in. That's fine. I'm going to go ahead and put you on mute if you don't want to ask a question. Wow. Praise the Lord. Um, Pastor Steve, thank you so much for sharing. Um, yeah. Mm, wow. Yep, absolutely. 
It's very it's, it's very meaningful because some somebody is being touched. Other other than the three of us, somebody that's listening in is being touched, and it, this is what the program yes. is all about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I can only say that uh, I would not have been able to make it this far without God, and uh, this mm-hmm. is a true right. test test of your when the rubber meets the road. Uh, how strong are you? Well, will you fall back on? Will you fall back on liquor, alcohol? Will you fall back on drugs? Will you fall back on robbery? Where, mm. where are you going to fall back on? And so, when the pearl is uh, in the deepest parts of the ocean, well, the clam is when the pressure mm. falls upon it, and that's how pearls come out. Amen. 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 Yes. Yes. Pastor Steve, I have a question for you to think about and I'm, 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 I'm reflecting on all that you do and your impact um, in the body of Christ and, and in the world everywhere you go um, God has gifted you as a musician he's gifted you as a comedian he's gifted you as an author He's gifted you with the voice of being a radio host, and he's gifted you to shepherd others as a pastor. Which one of those, if you could choose one, resonates with you the most and why? Okay. I should have known I would get a complex (laughs) CBS Good Morning America question. Don't forget the Today Show. You know, I never never really thought about it. Um, I've been playing music since age four, so that's 55 years, and that should be be my natural answer. Uh, Writing is difficult um, for me. That's why my books are short, is because I have suffered uh, two concussions and been in nine car accidents, rear end collisions. So I can't concentrate too long to do complex things. So I, I like writing, and that's not. I would probably go through the preaching part, and um, because that is where souls are delivered, souls are compelled, and that's. The, I think that's what I was born to do. All my nicknames in school, because my mother dressed me in shirts and ties was a bishop and preacher even from kindergarten. I hated it. <laughs> Tried to outrun it, but uh, <laughs> it didn't work. A, a little so. a little bishop. All right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I, I keep hearing that nickname more and more. I'm not a bishop, but I keep hearing that more and more. Um, a friend of mine who was a true bishop, Bishop Walter Sims, uh, I said, how do you know you've really been called to do the preaching and the pastor part? He said, when other people who are not a part of your sh- of your flock and attend other churches call you for advice and call you for prayer, and uh, when they identify you, I think I was walking through my Diamond Mall. You don't go there, Bishop Johnson, because it's it's uh, it's, it's not as aloof. And, uh, no, they're so pass, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, no, no. Pass the seed. Right. They, right. they got. Listen, they got Popeyes and they got Grannies. Yes, I do go to the. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. 
so so uh, I uh, I was walking through there uh, Burger King, and I was walking there to get to as a, as a shortcut, and uh, they had a convention of uh, dr- drug addicts that was in the in the in the dining room, and so one of them mm. lady she was the only lady there she raised her hand and talking to me, hey hey you come here, and I was looking around who's she talking to. And so I was trying to hurry up and get out of there. And she said, right there with the, with, the, with the blue jacket on. I'm like, oh, she's talking to me. <sighs> I said, yeah. I went over there and said, yes, ma'am. I was obedient. <laughs> she says, uh, let me ask you a question. This is before I became a pastor. She said, ain't you a minister? And mm. I was like, I said, uh, I, I was dealing with my identity. And I said, uh, well, yes, yes, ma'am. So I told you all. I told you. But they're like, oh, go ahead. And so I, I can just see it, see it on them, mm. heavy. And so, um, and then in other places where you know, I try to be cool. Matter of fact, uh, around here, not too far from where I live, it there's uh, there was a convention of drug dealers. Uh, there was having a private meeting outside, and I went to talk to them about coming to the church. And before I could get started, uh, they they went for their guns. And I said, no, it's all right. I'm not, I'm not coming to hurt you. I'm not a police officer. I meant to say anymore. <laughs> I'm just coming to say hello to you and see how you're doing. And somebody say, somebody recognizes me. Oh, he, I, he, 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 Reverend. <laughs> so they let me talk, and and uh, and some of the somebody said, what did you preach about Sunday? And I said, and so I told him. He went right to his phone, started looking up stuff. Oh, you're talking about this and uh uh-huh, and like that. So you can't really judge a book by its cover. And uh, you don't know. Uh, some of the hip hop boys and drug boys and street guys uh have had a background in church or know something about it and can go right to their cell phones and pull it up what you preached about. That's wow. hardcore, man. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Wow. Touching lives. That Touching is lives. Good. That is Good. That is good. Well, listen, we have come to the end of our segment today. Pastor no. Steve, I, it is such an no. honor. It, it is an honor <laughs> to have you on board with Christian Authors on Tour, and we are so looking forward to what God has in store for you. You know, God has, God, God has work, a, a significant work for you to do, and we are excited. We're ex- excited to see it manifest. We're excited to see, you know, this new journey that God has you on. And we're just so excited to be part of that with you. And if there's anything that we can do to support you in that effort, please, please let us know. Um, Well, you have have already because my my program is based off of co-hosting your your program and I forgot I was on mm-hmm. Block Block Talk and I do my program like your program. Amen. Well you all Amen. you all be blessed until we talk again. Thank you. Yes. Thank ma'am. you. And you all and our listening audience, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, God bless. God bless. <laughs>